0: I can't sleep. How can I sleep when we're going to be on the plane to that island tomorrow? It all comes down to this.
1: I keep telling myself it's normal that I can't sleep. But normally it's because I don't want to have the dreams. It's not normal that I'm anxious.
2: Of all the times I've left for dangerous missions and assignments, there's something different about this one, and I can't quite put my finger on it. I'm wearing...
3: Might as well call the magic helmet as much as I can until this is done. Better to put up with some teasing than have Lyle poke around in our brains. I shouldn't be anxious. It's just another mission.
1: Just another mission dealing with more religious fanatics. (laughs) Yeah, right. Even I'm smart enough not to fall for that bullshit.
2: I hope Andrew never has to leave that letter I left him or doesn't find it at all, but if he does, I hope he takes what I said to heart. God, I hated writing that.
0: I wrote letters to my parents, my brothers, my niblings. I wrote lots of letters, and none of them said what I wanted to say. None of the stories, nothing I've been through so far, has prepared me for this. I have to tell them how much I love them, how much I'm going to miss them if all of this goes wrong.
3: I wrote letters to Jen and Katie. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I hope no one ever has to read them.
2: I let Chase sleep on the bed with me tonight. I told myself it was because he needed it, since he'll be spending some time away from Andrew and myself, but really it was me who needed him.
3: We've faced the chance of death before, but now there's a possibility that we'll end up on the run, or even in jail. How do I explain that it might not be safe for me to come home?
0: I'm leading my team into possible jail, exile, or death. Whatever happens on that island, it's my responsibility to keep them safe. I got them into this mess. I have to get them out.
1: I know my job. It's my job to keep them safe and bring them home. Just do your
3: damn job, Gunny, and stay on mission. Then you can come home too. Jen doesn't want to talk about what might go wrong. I get that. But if the worst does happen, I need to make sure she knows she doesn't have to feel guilty about the things she didn't say. I'm no stranger
2: to loved ones not coming back from war or the mission. I've always looked up to my dad for the sacrifice he made for our country, and I've tried to live up to that reputation. But if this mission goes south, I don't want Andrew or David and Eleanor to have to deal with that. How would Andrew explain it to them? Home. I never had a home I wanted to come back to. Now I have
1: Elena. She knows, and she'll be in danger if I fail. I can't fail. We can't fail.
0: I don't know what's going to happen out there. How I'll react when I see him again. How any of this is going to turn out. I'm so scared. But I have to do this.
2: It's It's time. time.
4: When we last left our agents of our cell, they were gathering and making some early, final preparations. They had finished letters and copied up some wills and made some declarations to their loved ones before they set out on the final leg of the hunt. Arcel had agreed to meet up that Tuesday morning at Rowan's office, FBI office, that's downstairs in one of the federal buildings that she shares with Agent Sam Point. Morning comes, dawn breaks, and everyone awakes around the same time, serendipitously, Rory, you get another paw, this time it's on your forehead, and then a kiss, a big sloppy wet chase kiss. It's so deep that it catches your eyelid and opens your eye with the tongue, and the doggy breath, while some might find it to be pretty vile, it's kind of, okay, no, no, fuck it, it's vile. He's got some bad doggy breath going on right now. He had some extra greenies yesterday.
2: I will get up and play with Chase a little bit, take him out. And then I will pack up some stuff for Chase and get Chase in the car and drive up to Jonathan Casey's and Rowan's before heading to Rowan's work.
4: Rooster, your sun salutations and warrior pose and downward dog are skipped this day. Instead, your sun salutation and your downward dog and your warrior pose are done different ways. Rooster, are you going to be doing anything other than that afterward? Or are you just going to pack? before you head over to
1: Rowan's work. It is Tuesday. We're leaving Wednesday. He doesn't have anything else he needs to do specifically. Strike that, he does stop at the corner store and picks up another pack of cigarettes.
4: You shoot a message over to Human Resources letting them know you're gonna be taking some additional vacation time as well. It gets approved for a week. You get an email back from one of the project managers. I've got something for you when you get back. Come to my office. I think you might like it, Gunny.
1: I put a little flag on that email so it doesn't get put in the red folder. And I'll deal with that maybe in a week.
4: Roy has dropped off Chase with the beloved dog sitters, and everyone is headed to the federal building early that morning. Rowan, you arrive and wait upstairs in the lobby waiting for everyone. So this way you can badge them in and take them down into the sub-sub basements where they put the Department of Theoretical Resources. River shows up. He had the least amount of traffic coming into your office. And you see him walking
3: into the building. And he's wearing his hat.
0: Does it look any less ridiculous than it used to?
3: Hmm. Might be some cosmetic modifications, if this will help at all.
0: I mean, does he look like he's walking in with a rugby helmet on?
3: With wires. I've at least taped over the wires.
0: Well, it's not as if Sam hasn't brought weirder things through and no one one bats an eye anymore. So I'll just... I bat a bit of an eye because I'm still not used to seeing this thing, but I'll nod at him and wave him over.
4: You see the FBI agent that's working security at the check-in point, raise his eyebrows, shakes his head, and picks up the Clancy book that he's reading.
0: Good morning. How was the drive-in? Not bad. Good. Good, good, good. Sorry, I'm uh, in the process of switching over my, my coffee brands at the moment, so I'm a little jittery this morning.
3: Yeah, I just stopped off at the little independent kiosk on in the way.
0: <sighs> I did not realize just how often I visit Starbucks until I got taken away. I've lost all those stars now on the app. It sucks.
3: Well, maybe when all of this is over, we can go back.
0: Yeah, we'll see, I suppose. Keeping an eye on the door, watching for the other two.
3: You see
4: Rory walking in and then walking at a quick pace behind him, Rooster. Almost as though he's uh, working to
2: catch up with Rory. I'll stop at the door and hold it open for him. Rooster gives a curt nod and just walks in. All right, Rory your follow, and he's holding his iced coffee.
0: I'll look around at the three of them. All right, let's head out. And I'll badge them through, through the door, nod at the FBI agent who does security, and be like, we're heading down to my office. All right. Have a good day, Agent Redacted. Make sure you sign them out on the way out. I know the drill. Thank you much. And I lead them over to the stairwell because I don't take the elevator in this building.
4: River, she opens the door to the stairwell, and the whoosh of the wind coming up that always accompanies stairwells seems to have the the sound of the Grim Reaper calling to you. It passes quickly, and as everyone kind of steps in, and you realize that the percentage chance of this one failing, especially in a government building... It's probably quite higher than if it was a privately owned building, because we all know that infrastructure has not necessarily been a priority in recent years, but you're still
3: doing okay. Why does it always have to be stairs?
0: Because I'm already having to be underground, and if I take the elevator, it's worse.
3: Oh, right. Underground is your thing.
0: We all have our things, don't we?
3: Oddly enough, being underground doesn't bother me that much.
0: I'm glad. Seriously, we, we go underground often enough, someone's gotta be able to keep their head. You guys head down to the appropriate sub
4: basement. And this is the first time that the guys have been down in this part of the office, or in this part of Rowan's world, if you will. It seems though they have they, meaning the FBI, have relegated her to an oversized broom closet. She opens the door, and inside you hear the low hum of computers and the click clacking of a mechanical keyboard. Someone calls out, Hey, Redacted, you're in this morning.
0: I told you I was bringing my my team in, Sam, remember? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Have you slept? It's seven o'clock on Tuesday. That didn't answer my question.
4: You're correct. It did not answer your question.
1: I walk over and wordlessly put a red bull on his desk
4: you know how many chemicals are in these things? He cracks it open, takes it down in one chug, crushes it, throws it into a small waste bin that's filled with other energy drinks. Ugh, tastes like cough syrup. Thank you. And he looks back and looks up at Rooster. He stands from his chair. He's not a very tall man. Doesn't really look like an FBI agent either. You can kind of see maybe a neck tattoo toward the back there and some arm tattoos that are covered up by a long, sweatshirt that says FBI
0: Sam this is Rooster and Rory and River River is also uh, the good sheriff
3: oh I will mime tipping my hat and say howdy you have a hat you could tip it but it doesn't have a brim
2: howdy sheriff mighty fine hat you got there
3: thanks so what do we call you
4: Uh, uh uh um um I'm Sam, uh, Agent Sam Point. Um, I am a fan of uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. As you can tell, I'm not all that pretty, not all that good, and I'm not really bad. So
3: we'll put it there, right? That's a good way of putting it. So
4: have you watched a lot of a lot of uh, Cleavon's movies? Just the one. I mean, who would have thought that you would have chosen C. Little? That was
0: great. And Rowan just face palms a little bit. Just, she has a mental countdown going. Oh,
3: you know, I, I thought it would be a, amusing.
4: I thought it was genius, honestly. And I don't say that to many things, and it just made my day. I wish I thought of it, but no, I went with being all, you know, very cool and whatnot. Nope. Eli Wallach. There we are.
3: Well, oh, Tuco had some pretty good quotes.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Ugh. Uh, um...
0: They're going to be over in my side of the office. We've got some things we need to talk about. We won't bother you. I'll say, glancing around at the group and then, like, look at Rooster. I have shocked, honestly. I, I expect him to be all over River's other code name.
1: Rooster is stone faced. And his hands, you see, are actually behind his back in parade rest. Not in a rigid sense, but more of a way to keep his hands occupied.
3: Rooster, you okay there? I'm Frosty. It's not that cold in here.
0: It's a military thing. Let's go over to my side of the office.
4: Uh, Nice to meet you all. You're, You're the first other member of the ranch that I've met in person.
0: Well, I guess
3: I met one over there briefly, but I didn't know what was going on back then.
4: Do we ever really know what's going on in all this? No. Well, it's been a pleasure to meet you, and now that I've got a face to the name, hopefully I'll forget it, so if somebody sticks a bug in my ear and tries to read my thoughts again, I won't have an image to your face. But you do have a pretty nice face. You're... you're what I'm trying to say is you're not an ugly fellow. I'm not... Or, wait. um,
3: Yeah. Well, you're not that really that ugly either, and uh, taps his, his hat and says, I got the thought reading mic right covered at the moment.
1: We'll,
4: uh, uh, um, words. What are the words that I want? We can talk about that later. I think what yours stops is stuff from coming in. But I've encountered something that actually goes into the ear that I don't think that whole, you know, Tesla cage that you've got on your brain is going to fit. But it might. But I don't want to try it out.
0: Nah, you'll probably need ear flaps on it.
4: <sighs> any he
0: shakes. Yeah. Oh, hey, I found all the chopsticks. Oh, where were they hiding? Um. Sam. Oh, they—they were right there. Oh, okay. As long as they weren't hiding somewhere weird.
3: Right. Hey, you got an issue with thought chopsticks?
0: They have a habit of disappearing around this office.
4: Look, I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound weird, but amongst all of us, because we all know about a thing or two about a thing or two that don't really exist, I swear these little things grow legs and walk away.
0: Oh, gremlins. Well, better than
3: that than having them erased from the timeline, I guess. Redacted, remind me, I need to send you that
4: report from World War II. Which report? Gremlins.
0: Oh, yeah, I'll be fascinated. My my mother talks about them sometimes in uh, folklore from when she was a child, but oh. I didn't. I guess, I guess I'm not surprised that they're real.
4: Yeah. And he looks at everybody else there as he realizes that he might have overspoke. Maybe not. All right. Well, it was it was nice meeting you, Sam. Uh, we'll let you get back to work. Okay. Um, nice meeting you. Um, be safe. Uh, um, I hope you don't
0: die. Feelings mutual. And I'll mother hen all of the boys into my office and close the door behind us.
3: So, so that's, um, Mr. Wallach. Uh, he is interesting, isn't he?
0: Told you. Nice guy though. We, we, we have some interesting conversations.
3: Okay, what's the real story with the chopsticks?
0: No, seriously, they just keep disappearing. Like he'll 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 ask me to, to stop off and grab chopsticks at like a Chinese place because he likes he likes Thai food. He eats a lot of it, and the chopsticks just keep disappearing. I swear to god, I have brought like ten separate sets in and they disappear all the time. So I don't know, maybe we do have gremlins. After you say that you
4: hear the sounds of someone rifling through a drawer, and then an aerosol can being
0: sprayed. No fucking gremlins over here. Well, anyway. All right. Um, I really just wanted to touch base with you fellows uh, before we meet up at Oakland Airport tomorrow. And I have printed out the boarding passes for everyone, and I'll give each of them theirs.
2: What time is departure time? I didn't set a defined time. I, I think it's Early, like... Six, five... Uh, no, like eight. Eight, eight? Okay.
1: Are we meeting there, or is it easier to bring one car with all the material?
0: Well, it's going to be a lot of material. Um, if you'll look at the passes, uh, we have a very special TSA exemption on all of our tickets that's connected to all of our luggage. They will not open anything that we check. Wow. Acel has some serious pull when they ask the right people. Who'd they ask? Let's say we owe a fairly serious favor to the other side of the triangle.
1: I see. That's something we can deal with after the fact. Exactly. What's the process for putting things on the plane? Do we check it at the front gate?
4: Uh, you'll just check your bags like you normally would. Like you would take them up, drop them down, you present them, and they're taken away.
0: Yes, so ASL has informed me that we are adjacent to uh, an official program operation, Operation Somersault.
2: Do we know anything about the operation? Not a thing. Should we, should I ask Andrew or should we ask Quinn? Is that important to know?
0: It might be, but I don't want to ask Quinn because relations with her are, let's say, tense. Cordial, but tense. And I don't want there to be any reason for that to tip over to the other side. But if you could ask Andrew if he knows anything about it, that might be helpful to know because we are adjacent to them.
2: Okay, yeah, I'll I'll send him a text later today.
0: I appreciate it, and then you know, call me if uh, if anything interesting comes of it. Sure. Let's see.
2: Do we have enough body armor, Rooster, for everyone? We still
1: have full-body armor for everyone and Kevlar vests for everybody. Depends on how much we're bringing. I assume the big stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, all I'm, all I'll bring for my personal is my gun and my bring medical stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely bring your full kit. We're going to be well away from any yeah. real medical facilities, I think. So, if something goes seriously I'll sideways, yeah.
3: You know, if you bring my. Well, whatever I can do without a lab, I guess, which isn't a huge amount.
0: That's more than any of the rest of us can do on that side of things.
3: Planes tickets are to Pago Pago. Do we have any leads on how to get to the island from there?
0: Would I have been given any information on potential people to reach out to for the boat ride?
4: You do have the name of a friendly named Aaron Henry who is on the island. They may meet you. They may not. You're not entirely sure.
1: Okay. Aaron, E-R-I-N or A-A-R-O-N? A-E-R-O-N. Of course.
0: We have a friendly on the island. We'll touch base with them. Hopefully they'll meet us at the airport. That would make life easier. If they don't, then it's not a very big island. We'll find them.
1: Copy that.
3: Uh, well, I think there's just one thing, uh, I wanted to ask you about, uh, I've got a a letter that I'd like to have delivered as a contingency, if you know what I mean. I do. I was wondering how I should arrange that. I was thinking about leaving it with Sam, maybe, but uh, I don't know. He kind of seems a little flaky.
0: If you want, uh, I I have something similar in my fire safe at home. Should the worst happen my parents and my brother have a key to it. I can leave it in there with instructions to mail it if they have to go in there. That sounds like a good solution. And that way it doesn't get accidentally set and we don't trigger any we don't trigger any Romeo and Juliet bullshit.
3: No, I definitely wouldn't want that to happen.
0: River, is that the only hat that you have?
3: Um, Katie's got one, but uh, she's planning on using it while we're away.
0: I understand that this is your child, and I'm not going to tell you how to parent. I am going to go on record as saying I think that would be incredibly ill-advised. Because if Lionel is as powerful or as well-trained as I think he is, he might pick up on something like that going on if she's watching. And if he survives and we do not, I do not want that being led back to her.
3: Uh, I had thought of that. On the other hand, remember the main point of this was to protect against his uh, abilities. But if I tell her that you that, that we need this on the trip, I think I can uh, smooth that over.
0: I want to reduce any probable complications on this side as much as possible. We can't avoid some... Katie's already been touched by all of this. Andrew's with the program. I say very, I say sort of, Voce just as quietly as I can because I don't know how thin the walls are and I don't want Sam to hear that. We can't avoid some connection, but as much as we can.
4: The door actually opens up. There's a hand and like a ticker tape piece of paper. Rooster sees it, takes the paper, hand disappears. Door closes.
1: Mm. I see why we're adjacent. Hand it to Rowan. I'll
0: take it. Uh Interesting. Operation Somersault combs U.S. medical records for DNA profiles indicating Innsmouth ancestry and... Nothing more. Sam, what's the rest?
4: I can't find any more. The rest is redacted and actually redacted with black ink. Sorry, I'm not listening.
0: Bullshit. (laughs) Nah, you're fine. i look at Rowan. It's not a problem.
1: Eyeing the door.
0: No... Not yet.
1: I let my gaze linger on the door for another moment. Too long. And then look back at the group.
0: All right. Is there anything else that we need to cover? I admit, um, I've always been in the contiguous United States for operations that I do. While this is U.S. territory and our badges will still mean something, River, we're going to be a bit far from Kansas, so to speak.
3: Like a thousand miles, I've, I've looked at that island, and uh, I'm not sure that there's anybody actually living there permanently, at least not officially.
0: Not officially.
1: What about locals?
3: Apparently the official owner of the uh, island had them all evicted uh, back, oh, a couple de- decades back.
0: Charming.
1: Well, less chance of civilian casualties.
3: There is that. would be nice if they were able to go home, though. That is, as in, if they had a home to go back to.
1: That's something else to worry about tomorrow.
3: Well, probably not tomorrow, probably a couple days after that. Assuming we even get that far. Well, anything else?
0: For our military gentlemen, I'm going to be deferring a bit more to you, because I've not done this sort of operation before. I'll get us through the transportation side of things, because we're going to have to go civilian but treat this like an overseas operation, I suppose. And if there's anything that I'm missing, I would very much like to know.
2: Going off of that, do you think I should wear my fatigues on this operation? Would that help at all, or just?
0: It might, I mean, military members certainly get uh, more deferential treatment on planes anyway.
2: Not after Samoa. Good point, but through that point.
1: Rules of engagement?
0: I don't know yet. Copy. I wish I had an answer for that. I really do. But, and Ron will actually reach up and then take her glasses off because she keeps the lights in here pretty low and rub her eyes. All of you had the same dream about what Lionel said, and I've been thinking about it nearly nonstop. I don't think that he was talking about me. When he said that Rowan will spill the priest's life life water.
3: That then who?
0: The person that I took the name from. When I was at Timber Cove, um, when I woke up there, there was someone else who was in the cell with me. A woman named Rowan. And, I don't know, maybe a week after I got there, she was taken away. And I never saw her again. I've assumed all these years that she was sacrificed or something. It seemed a cult thing to do, but we didn't see any indication of human sacrifice there. And the more that I'm learning about this cult, the more I'm thinking that she might have gotten turned or something. So there's a very real chance that there will be someone there that I recognize, and I don't know what to do about that situation.
1: If Rowan is supposed to spill the water of the priest, it's likely a better decision to take her out than him. But more information, I think, is necessary before we make that call.
0: Yeah, I think so. And she puts her glasses back on and shoves them up her nose. I'm going to be trying to handle that very logically. I have had a lot of survivor's guilt over me surviving and her not for the last six years. So actually making that call to take that shot is one that will be very difficult for me, but it might be necessary.
2: Rory's just been kind of sitting quietly thinking, so if he wasn't talking about you, why did he go through the trouble of reaching out to us? Why tell us the plan?
0: I think he'd rather have us alongside whole oh we did we never heard what the actual prophecy was from ada but something about the daughter saving the world and some i think he wants what happened to him to happen to us that when we get there we are convinced of the rightness of his cause and fall in with because you said you said that he said that he was as you are basically right If he genuinely believes that he is supposed to die in order to kick off whatever he's doing, having people like us who, people who know about the other side of things, people who have worked within the bureaucracy and all of it, and have come over to his side to take over for him, maybe he was trying to get you to see his point of view.
1: I think he wants you to see his point of view. After all, they were calling you queen. Ultimately, it's like any other fanatic religious group. They believe. They'll believe to their deaths. The only thing we have to worry about differently this time is making sure that they don't finish what they're actually trying to do. Because we now know that that could have some different consequences.
0: And it'll have to do with whatever he found out at Devil's Rafe. The egg, for lack of a better term, that was described in the bunker. Remember? Mm-hmm. Right.
1: At this point, discussing what may or may not happen won't help much. We've gone over our intel, we've figured out
2: our logistics. Guessing isn't going to help. I think we should spend the rest of the day getting ready to pact and let's plan on should we meet at Rivers before we head out or maybe somewhere, I don't know if you'd want to do that in front of your family river, maybe my place or Roosters would be better.
0: Your place would probably be best, Rory. I un, Is Andrew out of town? On base? He's no. Oh, yeah.
2: That's true. I probably, let's do... There's guest parking at my complex. Okay, yeah, let's do that.
0: As long as it's not directly in front of your place, I don't want to do that to Elena.
2: There's guest parking. She knows. All right. Well, let's meet there, pack everything. What time do you want to meet?
0: Let's meet at 5.30, just so that we can make sure that we get to the airport in enough time to make absolutely sure that the TSA-exempt things work as they're supposed to.
1: hmm Copy that.
0: Ron's going to stand up, sling her messenger bag over her shoulder. I'm not going to get any more work done here today. Just,
3: just one thing I wanted to let you know is I've been planning on keeping this, and he taps the, the hat, planning on keeping this on as much as I can just to prevent eavesdropping. I don't think it's a good idea to do it on the use it on the plane.
0: It might interfere with the electronics.
3: Yeah, that, there's that old saw. Wouldn't want to take any chances on really that. Real short mission. There'll be that window of
0: possible vul- vulnerability. Try to keep your minds as clear as you can, I guess. I don't have any better advice. I know so little about how all of this works.
3: I'm guessing the flight to Pago Pago is probably overnight. I think so. So Arcel gathers
4: their things in Rowan's office. And as you're about to leave Rowan, Sam pokes his hat out and hands you a manila envelope. I'll take it. I got this printed out for you. We got it signed by a federal judge. Doesn't have an expiration date on it, so...
0: The warrant. It's the warrant. Sorry, what Warrant. I'll just look down at it in my hands and look up at him. For Lionel Wyatt, it never expired, and that he's on U.S. territory. I'll look at Sam and then look down at the envelope again, and then stick it in my bag. Thanks for looking out for me, Sam. Seriously, I wouldn't have—I wouldn't have remembered to look.
4: That's okay. Um, he puts his hand out for a handshake.
0: I'll take it and shake his hand.
4: So far, you've been the best office partner I've ever had, um, and it would really suck if you died, so...
0: I will do my best to avoid dying, I promise.
4: I like that. That's a a good plan.
0: Keep an eye on my stuff. make sure no one walks away with any envelopes before I'm confirmed dead.
4: You know, I don't even think that the cleaners come down here. I mean, I've been down here for three fucking days and nobody's knocked on the door yet.
0: Oh.
4: They forgot about us.
0: You know, I'm okay with that.
4: Don't you go home? Ha. Yeah, I do have a home. That's right. I gotta go pay rent.
0: Bye. Make sure you get some sleep, Sam. Energy drinks are like unicorns, blood. Half-life, cursed life. You know the drill. Nerd. You're one to talk. And with that cheerful bit of banter, I will slip out of the office and close the door behind me. You sign everyone out of the Federal
4: Building. Everyone heads out the doors of the Federal Building to their respective vehicles and begin their trips home.
2: I'll, as soon as I get in my car, I'll dial Andrew and then start driving.
4: He picks up after a couple rings. Hey, how's it going?
2: It's good. Just dropped off Chase with the dog sitter. Okay. With uh, Jonathan and Casey, I like think I told you. Yeah. That. I found out some more information. Um, So I know... I told you didn't know much. Um, we're going Pacific. Do you know anything about Operation Somersault? I do not. Wait, okay. maybe I do. So apparently, there's some program operation that we're getting just piggybacking on.
4: There's something tied to it. I've got it tied to it. I don't know what it is though. Okay. It is a med- It is medical based though.
2: Interesting. Yeah, we found said something. It was about looking at DNA or. Something I don't know what that has to do with the Pacific. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do you need me to look into it? If you if uh you if you come across anything, let me know. Flights at eight AM tomorrow. Okay. Don't know how much service I'll have at service in Hawaii, but after that,
4: I'll see what I could find out for you. And this is getting me really nervous now.
2: <sighs> yeah. Me too.
4: I mean, we we know what we getting we're getting into, so. But it seems like it's some things are
2: getting closer and closer Yeah, I try not to think about it too much Okay Just focus on But yeah, if you if you find anything, let me know Definitely oh, Alright, I should focus on driving I love you I love you What about a beach wedding? That could be down Maybe we can go to like, you know, one of the beaches in, in Maui after this That's a, I don't know, that's a little soon I'd like to have, I'd like to invite some people Okay, I guess that's fair all right, I'll talk to you later. Bye, love you. Bye, love you.
4: River, you make it home, and the house has a somber feel to it. Jen greets you like normal, but her the anxiety is palpable. It's like a low buzz through the house. Katie is up in her room. Because summer break is on, she's upstairs in the in her room on a Tuesday afternoon. And Jen kind of gives you a, a look and a smile. It's a, a little bit weak trying to be a true, sincere smile.
3: We'll get through this.
4: Damn right, because I can't do this on my own.
3: And when I get back from this trip, we're going to do some serious family time.
4: Okay. Sounds good to me.
3: But probably not a vacation because I kind of used up a whole bunch of time off at work,
4: so... She looks at you. Uh... All right. Well, maybe we can do a staycation or something, or do a bunch of weekends.
3: Yeah, that can be good. Um, I'll go up to Katie's room, knock on the door.
4: There's no answer, but you can kind of hear movement inside.
3: You home, kid?
4: Sorry, Dad. Yeah. And the door opens up, and you know, and you see that she's got her earbuds in her hand,
3: listening to something good.
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm listening about a, a true a true crime podcast, and. Uh, I tried listening to. I got a couple actually queued up that are a little bit different because the the therapist said that I should move on to something else. So I have I found this group called Quest and Chaos, and they do role playing games.
3: Really? What do you you so you play games with them?
4: No, no, no. They're they're playing games, and I'm listening to the games live. Well, it's not always live. Sometimes it's live.
3: They're playing role playing games, and you're just watching it.
4: I'm not even watching. I'm gonna just gonna listen. I'm doing the audio one. Okay, uh, be good for imagination i I didn't know that was a thing yeah there's all there's tons of podcasts about it and stuff, and I've been wanting to get into to d and d and and whatnot, so you know maybe you can listen because you 'cause you're 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 flying away right you're going you're going away for a bit, you maybe you can download some on your phone and listen,
3: sure, but just you said it's question chaos, yeah, I guess I'll give it a try,
4: yeah, sounds good,
3: ah. Uh, So, so look, um, we've got together with a team this morning and, uh...
4: Oh, she pulls you in by your shirt and closes the door behind you.
3: Look, Rowan thinks that we should have a backup for this. And again, he points to his hat. So, I'm going to have to take yours with me.
4: Oh, I thought you were going to say we get to make another one before you leave.
3: Uh, no, there's no time for that.
4: But how am I going to see what's going on? How am I going to make sure that you're okay? No news is good news. No, no news is no news.
3: Yeah, I didn't think that would work. Bad news is bad news. If things go really wrong, I think it's going to make the news. She looks at you, her eyes are wide, and she's taken aback a little bit. Like,
4: oh, okay.
3: And I'll I'll check in as often as I can, but that's, that's not going to be every day cuz where we're going there's no cell service. Of course there's not.
4: Okay. And she walks over to her nightstand, takes the headset off of the mannequin head that she's got and hands it to you. I don't think it's going to fit the big guy's head, but it might fit Rowan's head.
3: Yeah, probably. And honestly, it's probably better for you if you don't if you don't watch. If you can, try to find something else to keep occupy your mind. Don't worry too much. I know that's really hard, but sometimes it's the best thing to do. I got an idea, Dad. I got an
4: idea. I know what I'll do. Okay. But you have to come home, because we have to do it.
3: All right, I'll do that. Promise? If it is humanly possible, I will be there. Okay. And then he's going to go pack his stuff up, and... In the process, he's going to make sure to leave the blueprints from the helmet someplace where Katie can find them if he looks really hard.
4: Rooster, you make it home to
3: Elena. Last night was a good
4: night. This morning was okay. She got up and went to go teach her yoga classes. She hasn't returned.
1: Would she normally be back by now?
4: Not necessarily.
1: Okay. That's understandable. I've done this enough times that I know how to deal with the waiting. So now that I know she isn't back yet, I'm going to head to the green box and start packing because the best way to deal with waiting stress is to make sure you're doubly prepared.
4: Rowan, you return home and your home is welcoming. It feels good. It feels safe.
0: And of course, now, right before I leave again and go running off into dangers when things start feeling safe again. Of course, why wouldn't it be that way? I'm restless. I can't settle for very long. I haven't slept well the last couple of days. Gotten maybe two or three hours of sleep. But I'm too on edge. I switched over to a stronger brand of coffee to uh, keep myself mobile at least. I start packing, making sure that I have the weapons and the gear that I want, making sure that I have the law enforcement paraphernalia that I want, and I keep coming back to that envelope. I haven't opened it, but I keep lingering over it. It represents a choice that I'm going to have to make. Am I going there as, am I going there as an FBI agent serving a warrant? Or am I going there as a vigilante? And I don't know which side of that coin I'm falling on yet.
4: That night, everyone gets the worst sleep that they possibly best could have. It's not a good rest night for anyone. Everyone is up before their alarms go off. There is a bit of an adrenaline going. Jen wakes up when River wakes up. She gives you a hug and a kiss, and Katie is passed out with earbuds in her ears over the night, and Jen's like, no, no, don't don't disturb her. Let her sleep
3: yeah well I'll see you both in hopefully about a week yeah maybe
4: sooner hopefully sooner fingers crossed get home safe okay okay she gives you a kiss and holds on to the hug a little bit longer as you head out and she sees you out at the door Rory your bed is absent it feels empty the night that you kind of wish that you had Andrew nearby he's far, far away. The morning happiness of Chase waking up and having to uh, let everyone know it's time to wake up. It's not there. The sky's a little bit overcast today and it just doesn't feel as, it doesn't feel like a go get kind of
2: time, kind of day. I think the only thing that gets Rory moving and on task is the idea that it's a mission. It's a assignment. It's the, mil- it's the military part of him that's kind of kicking in and letting him kind of go on autopilot a little bit, putting getting his, his fatigues on, packing up all his medical supplies that he needs, and heading out to the car. And I don't know, probably like all evening and stuff, texting with Andrew and stuff like that. Because he's used to being apart from Andrew or Chase or both at the same time, off and on. But tonight. It just hits harder.
4: Just a little bit harder. It hits different tonight. Rowan, you didn't get a whole lot of sleep at all. Almost none. You've got the things that you want packed, the things that you've decided to keep home, you've kept home, you've maybe gone through your packing a couple times, gather your things, and you head to your car.
0: Load everything up into the back of the Forester, checking everything one more time. I'm not in my suit. I'm more casual flyer than anything else. Well-dressed, but not suit. I don't want to stand out that much.
4: You hear your neighbor's front door open, and a dog barking and come barreling out, come running up to you, pitter-patting, and looking at you, gives you a kiss, and kind of jumps up a little bit. Not to be rude, but to say, hello! Do you have a ball?
0: Oh, Rowan was holding such good control until then, (laughs) um, she's going to drop down to one knee and in the pre-dawn light, take off her glasses and scritch Chase behind the ears. Hey buddy, it's so good to see you. Did you have a good night? I don't, I don't have a ball right now. I'm sorry.
4: Oh, gotta pee. And then he runs off.
0: Can I actually hear him?
4: That's what you were imagining. Wait, are you hearing him? You're not entirely sure.
0: Yeah, I'm so on edge that I'm worried about that. You see
4: Jonathan standing there in Game Theory pajamas and a sweatshirt, and he's rubbing his eyes, and he looks at you, and he waves. Come on, Chase. Come on. Go
0: to your business. Let's go inside. Did you steal those from my dresser?
4: I absolutely did not steal those. They're comfy as hell, though, and um, don't worry. I'll maybe get you another pair soon.
0: Mm-hmm. You should get on that. They are comfy as hell, though, aren't they? Yep. I'll hesitate for a moment and then walk over and give him a really big hug.
4: He wraps you up and picks you up off of your feet. Chase jumps up and wants to join the fray. Cut, no, buddy, no, I can't pick you up now.
0: Um, I'm gonna be. I'm going out of town on assignment, so if you don't see lights in the window, I'm not dead. All
4: right. Good. Whew. I'm glad you
0: said that. Yeah. I figured he'd be a bit on edge. Well, I'd figure if your car's not here. Alright. Well, I'll, I'll crush on and look at Chase. Take good care of them for me, okay?
4: He gives you a big kiss on the cheek.
0: I love you too, buddy. Scritch behind the ears. Alright. I need to get a move on. Got a flight at stupid o'clock from Oakland. Oh, joy, Oakland. That's a fun place. Well, it's better than SFO. Yeah, true sfo blows good luck with parking yeah thanks i think you might have to take out a small home home loan to cover parking yeah yeah oh well we'll figure it out (sighs) take care take care of yourself take care of casey i'll see you guys when i get home bye bye and uh still like wiping a couple tears away that escaped surreptitiously did not expect to see the dog this morning but on the drive to Rooster's place, I know that my dad sometimes wakes up early, and if he's not awake, his phone will be on. Do not disturb. So on the drive over, I'm going to call him. He picks up. Hey, honey. Hey, dad. I wasn't sure if you'd actually be up this early. Sorry. Uh, sometimes
4: you got to get up in the morning because my prostate is about the size of a golf ball right now. I'm 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 being facetious. It's not that big, but it's still a little bit
0: Well, as long as it's not, big enough to require surgery or anything fun like that. Yeah, we don't need to worry about that for a while. Oh good. I just, I'm being sent out of town on assignment and I want to check in to make sure that you and mom don't freak out if I don't check in for a while. Alright. What type of uh, check-in time frame are we looking at? Uh, I'm hoping to be done in a week. If you don't hear from me in two, then there may be concern.
4: Okay. Do you, I need to contact the bureau to find out?
0: No, probably not. Okay. Where are you going? Anywhere fun? Uh tropical in the summer. Don't know if that actually counts as fun. Too hot. it could be fun. Tropical in the winter. That's the way to go.
4: That is true. So, Hawaii or Florida or Puerto Rico?
0: Uh, Hawaii direction.
4: Hawaii's never a bad time. Your mom and I have been to Hawaii a couple times.
0: I don't think I've been since I was really small.
4: Yeah, I don't think we took you since... yeah. Well, I hope you get to enjoy some time.
0: Me too. Me too. It'd be nice.
4: Put your feet in the water. It's, re- it's invigorating.
0: So I've heard. Well, I just wanted to check in and make sure, you know, usual protocols.
4: Okay, kiddo. Sounds good. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye open. And, uh, you know, if you want to check in, go ahead, check in. You got our numbers. I'll make sure that I'll, uh, take off the, uh, do not disturb overnight for you.
0: Thank you. And, uh, let the boys know that I'm heading out. I imagine that, uh, they're all a bit busy at the moment.
4: Yeah, everybody's kind of off, I think, so.
0: Eh, cops and nurses, hard to tell.
4: Yeah, no kidding, right?
0: <laughs> I love you, Dad.
4: Love you too, kiddo. You be safe, okay?
0: Do my best. All
4: right. I know you will. Take care of your people. I always do. Everyone arrives serendipitously at Rooster's apartment complex. You see Rooster is standing there with a few large cases outside of his home. How many vehicles are we taking? Whose stuff and what into where?
1: We'll take one vehicle. Easier to get everything in all at once.
0: I don't think we're going to be able to with how big Bill is.
1: All right. We'll have to pay for parking for two of them, then.
0: I'm reasonably sure that I can figure something out. Don't worry about it.
4: At federal expense card, right?
0: Federal expense cards are real handy. I did say I would use the, the FBI resources for this. I imagine that it's Rowan and Rooster's vehicles for the best cargo space because he has the truck and she has the Forester.
4: So everyone packs their gear into the vehicles and gets ready to head off to Oakland International Airport. So you arrive into OAK and get parked and get a carrier to bring all of your gear. And you arrive at the ticket counter. They check your reservations. They take your things and place a sticker on them. The one attendant that's there goes to pick up Bill and they're like, oh, this is heavy.
0: You're probably going to want a dolly for that one. Sorry. They
4: grab another, another person comes by, and then they both heave it onto the, the belt.
0: Rowan tries really hard not to wince at that thunk.
4: And you have all of the rest of your bags and rooster's cases that are locked. Everything gets a, a sticker put over them. You make it to the concourse where you need
2: to head out. And Rory, you've got your phone. And Once soon as we get to the concourse, we have some downtime. I realize I should probably let my brother know what's going on vaguely let him know that i won't be in town so i'm going to text him and just say going out of town for work if you need anything you can reach out to andrew and that's it just keep it brief have fun talk to you soon thanks exclamation point
4: you get aboard the plane and the the flight attendants get everyone seated and as everyone is getting ready to to sit down everyone's kind of uh you guys are a little bit on edge Looking out the window, you see Bill being loaded and you see some of the flight crew, the baggage crew, who normally kind of toss things, struggle a little bit, and then put it on the conveyor belt that leads it up to the cargo area. Little do they know what that is.
0: Yeah, Rowan's watching that like a hawk and in the back of her head is just like, well, that would be one way to end this mission early if someone fucks that up right there.
4: Excuse me, of me. Oh, can I sit? This is my seat. Oh. And I look up. You see a ginger fellow that you've seen before. He has a nice button-down shirt there button that's unbuttoned a little bit down the chest and you see a little bit of a green dragon tattoo on his chest.
0: Do I also see a look of recognition as he sees me? Yes. Mr. Powell.
4: Oh, bloody hell.
0: You are a hard man to find, sir.
4: Turns around and looks behind him and sees Rooster across the aisleway. Hi.
0: Have a seat. I think this is yours.
4: Uh, yes. Uh, hi. Cheers. No, well. so fancy, what, what brings you here?
0: Work. How about you? Pleasure. Oh. Finally, finally got off the Continental side?
4: It took long enough.
0: Hmm. How's that visa of yours looking?
4: Pretty good. It was renewed the other day. Oh, that's lucky. And he pulls it out and, and shows it to you.
0: And I strongly suspect, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's because Sam and I told him to stop looking. And so they were, he was able to get that renewed in that window that we gave him. Well, it's good to see you. I was, um, yeah, we have, we have, we have stuff to talk about, you and I. Matt, well, we had a long flight and I've, I've only got a few audiobooks on tape. Good. I hope you were not counting on listening to them.
3: I guess you decided against walking to Hawaii?
4: You know, I don't, only one chap has walked across water and I haven't gotten that one yet.
0: Is he sitting like between me and River? What's the seating configuration? Because Rooster's across the aisle. He's got
4: the window seat in your aisle. He's right next to you.
0: Oh, I got put in the middle? Ugh. (laughs) Boo. Hiss. Rooster's
2: got an aisle. So what is it? It's Jonathan Powell, Rowan, River, Rooster, (laughs) and then Rory.
0: Rory, right, than some other poor fucker in the window who has no idea what's
1: going on. Yep. Rooster would have insisted on the aisle for mainly for shoulder
2: space, honestly. I probably would have tried to get the window if there was no one else. Because like, Rooster and I are probably the broadest shouldered people on the community. <laughs> Stick
1: to two people with huge shoulders right next to each other. I've done that. It's not fun.
4: A very large Polynesian man dressed in uh you know basketball shorts and flip flops and a tank top looks at his phone, looks at the seat number, looks at the two of you, looks down again. Alright, and squishes his way across. I'm on the window.
1: Alright. I'll look at Rory and say, Still better than a jump seat.
4: The three of you are all sitting shoulder to shoulder to shoulder and Their bodies are almost forced into a V, with poor Rory in the middle being squished ever so slightly from this large fellow to his left and Rooster to his right, and Rooster's kind of hanging out into the aisleway.
1: I just put in earbuds, you hear metal loudly coming through, and he puts his head back and closes his eyes.
4: As things are getting settled in, and Jonathan Powell is fiddling with his only bag, a flight attendant comes up. E- excuse me, uh, Captain. Yes. Are you comfortable where you're where you're at? Uh, not particularly, but I'll manage. We have an option uh, for you if you like uh, a courtesy, if you will. Sure. Please come with me if you. You don't need to bring your things. We can leave them here, and when we depart the plane, um, you can come
0: back and gather them. All right, I
2: will follow her. And she takes you to first class.
0: Awesome. I'm keeping eyes on just to be safe, because this whole situation has me on edge anyway.
1: Under my breath, you hear fucking officers.
4: The Polynesian fellow looks at, looks at Rooster, makes eye contact, moves a little bit, pulls up the seat, and nods and smiles. So now there's room for the two of you. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Powell is sitting next to you and fidgeting Rowan and looks over at you and river and kind of sits back and you know he he seems to be a bit nervous
0: i'm confident that he is i'm waiting until the sounds of the plane spiral up to help cover our conversation before i start asking him the the questions the many questions that i have a plethora of questions
4: you're in the air in no time the sounds of the jet pick up The landing gear has been brought up underneath, and you are underway, on your way to Hawaii.
0: Once we're properly on our way, I'm going to turn and and look at Jonathan. Been a while since, uh, since Arizona, hasn't it? Aye, it has, yeah.
3: So where you been?
4: Uh, Here and there and everywhere. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere.
0: Like that song? You have been doing a lot of hopping all over the place. No. No? No. Pretty straight walk. And I'll name off the list of places that Sam and I found. Any of those sound familiar?
4: He acknowledges some of them, and then other ones he looks a little bewildered. When you mention Quartzsite, he kind of smiles a little bit. Did you know that there is a gum wrapper museum in Quartzsite, Arizona?
0: Yeah, actually, I've been.
4: And there's a monument to
0: camels in America, in
4: the military. And he starts to break up and bust up laughing.
0: A lot of weird, uh, a lot of weird history in America. Mm Mm-hmm. You lot have a lot more on your side, or at least...
3: I'm from where history comes from.
0: We have plenty of history here, just not a lot of it written down. He nods in agreement.
3: So how did you like Oklahoma?
4: That was a proper shithole. Oh, yeah, that place was no good. You remember it? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: How did you get out?
4: Kindly asked to leave.
0: And a fellow let you out? Mm-hmm, yep. Rufus? Yep,
3: nice lad. Open the door and everything. A lot of stairs. You must be very persuasive.
0: I am. You just... asked? Yes, that's
3: what you do.
4: Feel polite. British British hospitality and politeness. Proper upbringing.
0: In a black box location in an old nuclear silo.
4: It's amazing what proper etiquette will get you.
3: Did you meet any of the other guests
4: there? This is fucking 20 questions? Uh, yeah, I met quite a few people there. There was only one other guest, a chap named Neville.
0: How long were you there?
4: Ah, a week, two. That's it? Maybe three.
3: Time gets a bit weird.
0: Doesn't adjust.
3: And now you're off to Hawaii. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that your final destination?
0: That
4: sounds so sad. And terminal. No, it's not my final destination. But I don't plan on going anywhere. I could sleep on the beach.
0: Have you ever slept on the beach? Wicked sunburn.
4: Not during the day, lass.
0: Just make sure that you wake up before the sun. Wicked sunburn.
4: You can camp on the beaches. It's all public property.
0: Did people there ask you a lot of questions, too?
4: Kind of like this, but more personal. Chap in a suit with a tie. Boxy room.
0: You know, standard interrogation room. Yeah.
4: Yep. Just like those shows, like Luther.
3: Do You have any idea why they were asking you those questions? No, none at all. See the reason we're asking you those questions is because you were in Oklahoma. Yeah. And we're very curious about the people there. They are curious
4: folk, yeah. Right. I don't know if they were being uh, they were quite nosy.
0: What sort of nosiness?
4: How did you guys how did you guys get to Oklahoma? That's far away from Arizona.
0: Further away from California.
4: Yeah. Oh, I found out what Vons is. Vons is a lovely little grocery store. And you were so right to get out of that town.
0: Yeah, it was a bit of a shit show, wasn't it?
4: Ooh, I saw the news. Yeah. Your, your government came in and took out some, uh, some uh, domestic terrorists.
0: Domestic terrorism is a nasty situation.
4: We don't talk about those words on the plane.
0: No, we really don't. I came to that place by way of the black bag method. How about you?
4: You drank too much?
0: Someone broke into my house, dropped flashbangs in my living room, put a black bag over my head and injected me with something.
4: Well, isn't that rude?
0: Incredibly so. How did you get there?
4: I was walking down the highway. Uh, Some chaps in a van came by, said they'd offer me a lift, gave me something to drink. Next thing I know, there's a prick in my neck, and I don't mean that because sometimes you have to pay the rules of the road. And then I woke up there. I mean, it helped. Sort of. Helped what? In getting there. I mean, it was traveling. I mean, I got off the, the highway.
3: You were trying to get there? No,
4: not particularly. There's not much going on there. Did you know that there was a POW site, uh, in that town, as well as a nuclear missile silo?
0: I didn't know that.
4: High, high profile guests, so I guess I should feel, you or we should feel uh, honored to be amongst those. Or maybe not honored. Huh.
0: Well, we weren't in the POW site. We were in the silo side. True. Do you have any idea why they grabbed you?
4: No, no, not at all.
0: Just look at him tilt my head.
4: He tilts his head. Are you sure? Nope, nope, not at all. You're not sure? Nope.
0: Do you have any theories about why you might have gotten nabbed?
4: I'm a handsome fellow.
0: You're not that pretty. <gasps> oh, <laughs>
4: you wound me, ma'am.
0: <laughs> yeah just your feelings for now.
4: <laughs> uh, um I do like it rough. I do you like someone to take charge?
0: Just look at him and blink a few times with that overly placid federal agent smile. You are not aware of any particular reason why they might have grabbed you.
4: He's silent for a bit and just looks at you. He looks down, looks up. Yeah, I can think of 2 or 3 One big one.
0: And what might that be?
4: Oh, I can't give away all my secrets now, can I? Yeah, you can. I mean, we could play this game until we touch down uh, and touch down on the beautiful islands of Hawaii, but.
0: We could. I've got nothing better going on.
4: Inside your head, Rowan and River, you both hear. I think you both know.
0: Is he able to reach into mine? Yes. Oh.
1: Do I hear anything from across the aisle? No.
0: Rowan's eyebrow just goes up. You look
4: down, he's actually touching your knee with his knee just because you're so close. You move your knee just a little bit, and the last of his sentence disappears. Like it cuts off.
0: Experimentally, I'll, I'll touch my knee to his again.
4: You feel almost as though it's a little bit electric between the two of you. Like there's a connection made.
0: I will focus on replying more... Th- I- can I think of it now as being more through the physical connection, because he can't actually, as far as I can guess, reach out and touch me unless I have physical connection. Mm-hmm. So I'll reply through that connection. Well, I have a better idea now.
4: He beams a broad smile. We've got a long flight. I'd like to catch a little bit of, bit of nap time. Sure. He leans against the window and closes his
0: eyes. And I'm going to very carefully make sure that I'm not physically touching him in any way if I can avoid it.
4: Do you want to switch spots with River?
0: Kind of, yeah. I'll look over at River and say quietly, he can't make that kind of connection with me unless I'm physically touching him.
3: Oh, so you want to
0: switch places? Yes, please. I'd like to keep him out of my head. I hate middle seats. I do, too. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't think anyone likes middle seats.
4: Rory, you're treated to a mimosa,
2: and he just sits at it and relaxes and tries to tries to relax with everything going racing through his head. But the mimosa is nice. The flight
4: is uneventful. Before you know it, you have to land. You're making your descent. Powell opens up his eyes, looks over, looks at River. Oh, you changed real quick. I haven't changed that much. Peers over, looks at Rowan. Oh. <laughs> Whew. He looks out the window,
0: looks at you guys. All right, all right, I guess we're good. Do you wake up in different places very often?
4: <laughs> More than you can imagine.
0: In the sense of you don't know how you got there?
4: I know how I ended up in, in Tijuana. I don't know how I ended up in Portland, Oregon.
0: To be fair, most people don't know how they end up in Portland.
3: Yeah, but most people don't know how they end up in Tijuana, either. We're
4: on a plane, we're going to Hawaii. We're on a plane, we're going to Hawaii. Honolulu, here we come.
0: And we are about to land.
4: Tiny bubbles.
0: Where are you going from there?
4: Uh, I don't know yet.
0: Okay. Well, one, um, one odd one to another. Be careful in the Pacific the next couple weeks.
4: It takes him a moment to process what you said, and he nods.
0: You might actually want to stay a bit away from the the ocean as much as you can. I think things are going to get weird. Er.
4: He's nodding. And when you emphasize er, he nods even stronger. All right. The plane sets down in Honolulu. You make your connection on Hawaiian Airlines to Pago Pago. Jonathan Powell heads off into the mystery of the unknown once again, back off into the wild.
0: Before he he takes off, if we're not running to make our connection, I want to stop him long enough to be like, hey, good luck to you, and offer him a handshake. He shakes your hand. He offers to shake the hands of, of
4: the four of you.
2: Well, he doesn't know who I am. But you're with him. Oh, yeah, that's true.
4: Don't be strange. He points at you, gives you double gun, double fist guns. I already am strange. Not a strange one, though.
1: I'll look at Rowan and a little too loudly say... Still think we should have shot him in Yuma.
0: And we're walking.
1: <laughs> and he puts up both hands like,
0: what?
4: I
1: give him one finger gun.
4: He responds with two. Ooh. The, the appropriate long bowman response.
0: We can still pluck you? Yeah. Right. We'll make our connection. I'm keeping an eye out the window to see if Bill makes it on as well.
4: It does. Bill gets a comfy transport from one uh, one trolley to another.
0: I'm sure that that the baggage folks are desperately curious, but I've put a good lock on it. Yes.
4: You arrive into American Samoa. It is later in the evening. You've spent all day aboard planes. It is almost the next day. So it's Wednesday night. Wednesday night, close to Thursday.
0: Uh, does anyone meet us at the airport? Yes.
4: You see a woman with long blonde hair that has the names rowan river rooster and rory written on it
0: i'll walk over to her aaron i presume that's me pleasure to meet you a
3: whole bunch of our names what a coincidence i know And she looks at it
4: i know tacky but hey some parents choose one one letter and name all their kids with that letter right that's us well come on family
0: all right. Uh, lead the way. We have a lot of baggage to pick up.
4: You pick up your luggage and your gear, and you see none of the stickers have been removed. Everything has been, been maintained closed. You get a trolley, and the items are tossed into the back of a Chevy Suburban. An older Chevy Suburban. Is there cell service here? There is cell service on Pago Pago. Um, you get a bunch of messages from Andrew. Nothing... I mean, everything is always very important, because you know he wants to know you're doing okay and little comments about i love you i miss you hope your trip was well uh hope you don't get any turbulence and but nothing nothing comes through about somersault aaron says i, I was able to get you guys get you guys set up on a uh a gilligan cruise because you guys are heading out to go uh, snorkeling i mean that's all that all that obviously all that gear that you have in the background there you right
0: scuba but yeah
1: didn't gilligan get stuck out there
4: it's only a three-hour tour, but you'll be all right. And she drives you out to the northern part of the island to a small dock. Um, on the trip out there, you go from paved roads to some dirt roads, and you see some of the villages. The humidity is heavy here. It is quite windy, so even though it's you know mid to high 80s, it doesn't feel as horrible. But you are on a tropical island.
1: Almost makes you wish for the dry heat,
4: doesn't it?
0: I will kill you where you sit.
4: <laughs> she giggles. <laughs> I used to live in Chandler. Uh. uh,
0: yeah, we've, uh, we've done some, some work in, uh, in Arizona. Mm, yeah, well.
4: I got to notice, um, that you were coming out. I'm also got to notice if you don't come back
0: as well. Well, at least, uh, at least things are being watched out for, I suppose. Looks like we're heading to a dock. You have a you have a ride for us out? I do. You're the best.
4: I try. As you guys pull up, she heads out. Uh, start unloading, and I'll get one of the the deck hands to come get you. Yep. And she heads off down the dock. She's a smaller woman, and uh, she kind of runs with a bounce. She comes back with a very strapping Samoan man. He is what you would imagine a Samoan man would feel would look like. He's not wearing a shirt, he's wearing shorts, he's got sneakers on, and uh, he's got the traditional tattoo tattooed on him. He starts picking up some items, looks over, hey, uh, what you want me to grab?
0: Uh, and I'll start pointing at, at some of the bags and I'll look at Rooster. Rooster, would you mind handling Bill?
1: Yeah. That, that sounds about right.
0: Well, had enough strange hands on him today. It's
1: on a backpack, right? Yes. I throw it over my shoulders, do a little shift, mm. All right, and then as one of the things comes down for us, I uh, specifically grab the long rectangular case and hold on to that one myself.
4: He starts to carry stuff off, and you notice he's carrying a lot of stuff. You know, he humps it back, and he's like, come on now.
0: Thank you kindly.
4: I'm Alecky. I'm the first mate. Alecki? Alecki. Nice to meet you. Uh, so we're going to be taking you off to a, a scuba expedition?
0: Yep.
1: Yep.
4: It's a hell of a box for a spear gun, eh?
1: Yeah, something special.
4: He nods. I, and he starts throwing the gear onto the boat. You see the boat is named
1: the Great Dane. Hey, uh, you need an extra hand with that over there?
4: Nah, I got it. And he moves some stuff. And uh, before you know it, you're all packed up. It's a pretty good-sized ship. You hear the yipping of a small Jack Russell Terrier.
0: We're being followed by small dogs.
4: That's the Duchess. And the captain will be right up. So we're going to get underway.
0: Okay. You know where we're going?
4: Yeah, we're going to uh, Olahenga. And you hear from down below in a lighter voice, almost a a femme voice, if you will. Yeah, we're we're, we're heading up that way. We're going to go to Swain's Island, but Olahenga is where you guys are chartered you see a afab person come up and wearing a a gray tank top covered in different kinds of tattoos shorter haircut very striking causes everyone to kind of go hmm i'm jack i'm jack reddick i'm the captain here so meet the duchess the duchess kind of gives us the orders that's alecky mauga alecky is my first mate also our onboard chef Hopefully, we will stay. You all stay aboard the ship while the ship is in transit and underway, and uh, we don't have any uh, people falling overboard, uh, unless you guys want to fall overboard with your tanks. And it'll take us a little bit of time to get us from here to the island. Uh, we should maybe get there by sunrise if we make good time. Everyone got everything they need?
2: Think so.
0: I believe so. We we appreciate you taking us out. They nod.
2: At this point, Rory has changed out of his military fatigues to bring something a little more comfortable for the weather.
0: Yeah, Rowan's in linen at this point, because it's like, nope, nope.
1: Cargo pants and a tank top.
4: The captain heads below deck for a thing or two, and Alecky looks at you. Before you even ask, their pronoun is captain.
0: I wouldn't have tried anything else. Because Rowan's over here like, we are about to die our horny. (laughs) And just like, nope. Switch the brain. Switch the brain. Come on, girl. And uh, start getting settled in.
1: I pull out a little Bluetooth speaker, hook it up, and put the vengeful one by disturbed.
0: Alecky looks at your little Bluetooth speaker,
4: looks at you. Okay. And the the ship is underway as you head toward the island of Olahenga. Throughout the night, Alecky and Captain Jack do ask basic questions, kind of get to know who you are. And Captain Jack says... Uh, these are not... This is not scuba gear. I've been paid enough to not ask questions. Did you
1: open it? No, I've been watching.
4: The gear? No. I have a inflatable Zodiac if you guys need to land, because I'm not sure that you want me to go right to their dock, do you?
0: No, we don't. We... I would prefer for you to maintain some distance for your safety.
4: Okay. There is a flare gun in the Zodiac. We'll get that inflated when we get within visual range, and you can all head off. They look at Rooster. You can handle this, yes? Yeah. Thought so. They're looking at Rory. Hmm. Your hands are too soft.
1: (coughs) Rooster actually does that. It's the first time you've heard him laugh for days.
4: Your hands are too soft, I don't think you're... And they put their hands up, like, mea culpa, mea culpa, no, no, nothing by it, but I don't think that you're you're someone
2: that's uh, storming beaches. He's an officer. He drinks mimosas. And I'll just, he was like, trying to think of how to respond I'll just kind of gesture at Rooster. Oh, hello, Air Force.
3: But there's only one captain on the boat, right, Captain?
4: That's right. The night sky is clear and you see the stars. The waves are gentle throughout this trip. As you're up on the deck of the ship, you do see some lights appear on the horizon. Alecky points out, that's Olahenga. If you put the boat in now, you can get there by the time the sun comes up. I'd recommend coming in from the, the western shore.
0: Got it. All right. Rooster, lead us out.
1: All right, everyone, gear up, open up the cases, start handing things out. Alecky, you, uh, want to be down below for all this? Nope. All right.
4: And he's just watching and he's, you know, keeping an eye on things. And Captain Jack is inside piloting the, the ship and kind of angling it off. And then finally brings it to a stop and kills the lights. The Zodiac gets inflated and dropped in the water. And gear gets put into the boat, and all four of you climb down into it.
0: I guess this is it. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan.
2: I'm Ben Sislavski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play
4: Rory. I'm Dan Voschkavich, the handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 3, Act 3, is an original scenario titled In Time and Space, written by me, Dan Voschkevich, with the help of the rest of the Redacted Reports cast. If you like our story, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash reports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, relevant certain reports to each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons. Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Nay, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedavia, Sherrick Manning, Andrea of the Burbs, Red Dead Coquette, Blardemus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, and the entity some have called George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast, and follow us on the usual social media sites. The Redact Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe. And they're coming. <laughs>